It is Locked on Jazz for the 1st of October. Do the Utah Jazz have enough possessions to go around for the whole team? And why I think the versatility talk completely overblown. But first, the first injury of camp and Jazz on KSL. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Bottom. Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan every day. We are here for you every day, and we thank you for making Locked on Jazz your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Jazz, where you can see my bags under my eyes and how old I am. If you've never caught Locked on Jazz before and are just tuning in because you read the news yesterday and somehow you're upon uh, this or you read Salt Lake Magazine yesterday and you've stumbled upon this, we do this every day. It's a 30-minute podcast. It's deep dive on the Utah Jazz and makes you hopefully a better fan, as I said. All right, a few notes before we start. we got a lot of news and information. I do want to throw a tip of the hat to the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, last night, we surpassed our largest audience in any single month we've ever achieved. Uh, the podcast network that we built out of this little office in Park City, Utah, surpassed 10,000 views and or 10 million views and listens for the month of September for the first time ever. We surpassed our single largest listen month ever. We'll probably do it again in October. So you'll hear this in 31 days. We did it in 30 days. So I just want to tip of the hat to all the Lockdown Podcast Network hosts, all of you who've been with us for a long, long time and were here when we started this thing uh, and built it up to the very beginning uh as we as we built up the podcast network and you kind of rode with us through it so thank you very much chat room is open on youtube early this morning good morning to bryce and to lee and thank you very much uh for stopping by early this morning all right let's get to the first news of the day yesterday i think the most important to you uh was that rudy maybe not actually that but was that rudy gay's injured uh he had a heel surgery it's on the same leg in which he had the achilles tendon surgery a few years ago um, you know, let's be let's not be a, such a homer that we don't admit that having a 35 year old uh, coming off an Achilles tendon with a surgery on the same leg is not ideal. Right. Like so that's not great. Um, you know, Rudy takes care of his body really, really well, but he obviously cannot be. You know, I think this has a lingering impact on a few levels. One is he's had heel surgery and he's not participating in camp. Then he's not he's not going to be in great shape. Like so that's the first um, aspect of things that this is going to, you know, I think that there's a question like, okay, well, it's not that serious. It was minimally evasive. I don't know when it took place. Did it take place in, you know, in, in May, did it take place in June, did it take place in July or August? I don't know, but you know, split the difference and assume it took place sometime in June, um, or July. And maybe it's August, frankly, with the way the can't, you know, who knows, but anyway, you know, he's not been particularly active since then, right. He's not in run with the guys. So while I think it may be true that it's not going to, it's going to be a little while, you know, before he's active again, it's going to be probably longer before he's in elite shape and we actually know where he is. And then certainly as you know, we talked about, we've got to be honest about this. When you're 35 years old there, it ends fast, right? Like Wesley Matthews is not in the league this year. Like he's just not in the league anymore. Like Joe Johnson just went from in the league to out of the league. 
Um, and it happens fast on these guys. So hopefully this is not some aspect of that. The impact is that Eric Pascal will get a chance to play early in the year. He'll probably be that rotation. It'll be interesting. He played a lot of center last year, and he's going to play a lot of power forward here for the Jazz coming off the bench um, in that George Niang role. I also think this slides a little bit to what we talked about last night or yesterday, excuse me, where Joe Ingles may end up playing a little bit more four than we've seen before. Slide Joe Ingles into that spot. This puts some pressure on Jared Butler or Trent Forrest to be ready to play 10 or 12 minutes a night as a go- as a backup point guard, relieving some of that burden on Donovan and Mike Conley and allowing Joe to slide over to that position. So the impact, the obvious one is Eric Pascal. I think the subtle one is that Joe Ingles has to play a little bit more there, which I'm not sure is a bad thing uh, for Joe. I think as the season goes on and the games get bigger, you put the ball back in his hands, but maybe playing Joe off the ball a little bit early in the season is not the worst thing that that could ever happen. So that's the impact of that. And obviously the long-term question is just when is Rudy Gay ready? Are we talking November? Are we talking Thanksgiving? Are we talking Christmas? Who knows? Um, But obviously he's not going to be ready early October. And so I think we're into November, certainly if he's not ready on opening night, uh, by the time you just got to get some practices in and all those things uh, to get you ready. You know, long-term we got Rudy Gay for April and May. And so the question is whether Rudy Gay is going to be, um, good in April and May and June is when we got Rudy Gay. Uh, the second one was the news story yesterday that KSL has taken uh, managing control of the Zone Sports Network. You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't address the first two parts of it. Uh, around 19, uh, we were talking last night, so about 1995 uh, in a story that's kind of, I think, been told a lot. I went to Gordon Monson. Uh, I was the program director of, of 1320K fan at the time. I went to Gordon Monson. And uh, I said, Gordon, I don't have a lot of money because corporate companies wouldn't give, you know, don't like to pay people. Um, and uh, I said, but, you know, you're the lead columnist in town. And um, if you're the morning drive host, we could make you the most powerful person in the sports world in our market. And uh, to Gordon's credit, uh, he did that for, uh, we did that. That was in, that was in 95 Uh, So Gordon did that for almost 30 some odd years, right? Um, 25 years and a hell of a run. Uh, He uh, is no longer on the zone with this transition. Uh, I talked to him for last night for a long time. He's in a good place about it. Uh, He is, you know, that's a, that's an incredible career. Uh, And uh, we should take, you know, we should rec. I want to recognize it. Like that's, that's an amazing run uh, by Gordon and what he did. And it's crazy to think back that, you know, in 95, he and I sat down together and, and I said, like, let's, let's try this. And it worked out. Uh, Austin Horton also, unfortunately, uh, is not moving over. Uh, I've known Austin for 13 years. He ran our jazz broadcast at times. He's been, um, I watched him grow and develop and, uh, you know, he's a really talented kid, he, passion and heart and love that radio station and being a part of it at the highest level. Talked to him for a long time yesterday. You know, if someone's looking for someone, you know, look at Austin, um, a little differently than Gordon. Austin needs a job. Um, so, you know, just to, you know, if, before we talk about all the good things, I do want to recognize, not be ignorant that there's, there are, there's a fallout to it. It's unfortunate. And those are two good people. Um, from a jazz listener standpoint, I think it should be great news. It's not entirely clear how many games will be on KSL. What defines a conflict? I'm guessing it includes coaches shows, um, BYU football and BYU basketball. Uh, all playoff games will air on KSL. It's a you know fifty thousand watt flamethrower on eleven sixty and one oh two sevens a good FM signal. Uh, the zones had been awesome to be a part of the zone and we still are. 
um, and their great programming and to have their talent around and have those interplays and, and, and those amazing people. The one thing that, you know, none of the people dealt with is can help is the fact that that signal dies out pretty badly at night. And, uh, you know, it's been really hard, I think, for a lot of people to be able to get uh, the radio broadcast when they want to. And then the antiquated geo-targeting of the NBA made it even harder. And so it's it's difficult for um, hopefully this solves that, you know, 1160 is just a massive flamethrower. So as the radio voice, pretty excited uh, to be able to have a larger signal and a larger um, footprint by which you can hear the broadcast, obviously sad for the, the kind of impact of it. Um, I do think, you know, long-term from a business standpoint, that's a pretty powerful combination uh, that should be able to drive pretty awesome sports listening. Uh, Bonneville is one of the best radio companies in the country. They don't, they don't do a lot wrong uh, when it comes to radio. They've, they've done it beautifully in, in Arizona with my good friend, Ryan Hatch, and they've done it across the country. They've really been one of the elite radio companies um, around. Trevor Webb points out, I saw this. Any thoughts on the dish removing AT&T? Do you know how dish customers could watch the game while listening on radio, of course? So, yeah, I saw that late last night, like on the same day in which Jazz fans get the treat of the fact that you have KSL on such an extended, you know, an extended, and I don't know how many games again, so I don't want to overpromise here. Uh, you also get the news that the dish has dropped AT&T and suddenly there's a jazz clearance problem. So you're going to have to listen to the radio. It's the only way you want to do it is if you suddenly know, uh, hopefully that gets straightened out. Those rights deals are just, that's part of the business right now. You know, there's a longer conversation we probably should have really honestly, maybe get Ryan on about it. You know, I get the comments from everyone all the time about, you know, well, what are we going to, when can, when can we get, you know, the jazz broadcast streamed. And so what you're 90% of the people are asking us, when can I get the jazz broadcast for free? And, and I think the answer for that, if we're really honest, it's like never, um, you know, they're paying, they got, they got a business, they got to pay the players, they got to play the product. And so everyone always, well, when are we going to start streaming? And, and that's the cord cutter wants that free. Like, I actually want to ask the other question to you. And I'd be very curious if people want to, I'd be very, very curious. If you want to hit me on Twitter. On this, like, what are you willing to pay? Like, no one ever asked that question back. I'd be very curious on that. So from a TV standpoint, if Ryan Smith launched a Utah Jazz-only streaming program, as everyone says, I, I get this all the time, Ryan Smith's got to bring us in the modern era and take the streaming broadcast away from the cable and do it ourselves, okay? Which, to me, what I hear is, and do it free. Okay, so, you know, the cheapest season ticket holder, I think, you know, is a few hundred bucks, and so if he's going to suddenly say, well, okay, well, you get to be a season ticket holder of the radio, of the TV broadcasts, and they're streaming, like, are you willing to pay 500 bucks? Like, right. Like James Jensen just said, KJS 14 back in the day was great. Okay, that was back in the day. That, we're not doing that anymore. Like, if that's your pipe dream, then that's a pipe dream. I'm not just being honest, right? So, you know, if I don't have any idea what the Jazz TV deal is. Um, I'm not, you know, I, I didn't know we were going to KSL. For those of you who heard the show yesterday, probably heard a phone call come in. That's probably what it was. So, but like if, if the jazz are get, getting, you know, the jazz need a few million in revenue off of the TV deal, like are 40,000 people willing to pay a hundred bucks for, so it's a $4 million local deal. Are, are 40,000 people like, is that, is that the number? Is a hundred thousand people willing to pay 20, pay 50 bucks? Like what, what's the number that for, you know, and I think there's more to it. I think you can build a jazz. I mean, I'm now way off t topic. I can, I could build a jazz all, you build a jazz all access and be all sorts of extra specialty programming. And there's, it'd be really fun to build. I'd be all up for it. Um, it'd be, you know, it's kind of an awesome concept, but like, what are we willing to do? 
because I always want to know that when someone says, well, you got to stream. Okay. Yeah, you do. Like they do. They got to stream, but you got to pay. Like it's crappy, but it's true. All right. That wasn't where I was planning to go today. I want to talk about whether the Jazz have a little bit of a problem and guys are going to really have to sacrifice a tremendous amount. I want to point out, I did this exact same show last year at this point, and they did all sacrifice. This sacrifice is larger this year than it was in the past. So we'll talk about it coming up. Today's show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. I had a great conversation with Jason Creech yesterday down there. Such a good time. I always go down there and just kind of hang out a little bit, switch cars yesterday. Uh, someone bought the uh, Sonata I was driving. All right, here's the deal with cars right now. It's very hard to get cars in stock. You guys have all heard about the car shortage. And you've heard about all the dealerships that are charging above MSRP for their cars. Well, the Murdochs aren't doing it. The Murdochs have decided that they're not doing that. Instead, what the Murdochs have decided is they're going to hold the price. As Blake said to me the other day, I'm not going to the grocery store. I'm not going to church and running into people who I gouged. I'm just not going to do that. And in the long run, we're going to have brand and customer loyalty that we already peak out on and continue it forever. We're not going to risk that. And he's, you know, he says a lot of his colleagues in the, probably in the Hyundai world, I don't know if it's in Salt Lake, but the Hyundai world are like, you're crazy. Why aren't you taking advantage? You look at the numbers you could hit. They're just not going to do it. So no car on any of the Murdoch properties, Chevy or Hyundai, will be sold above MSRP. It's a great statement to who the Murdochs are. Here's what they have right now in stock for you. Um, I'm trying to keep track of it. 2022 Palisade uh, Silver will be here October 24th. And the SEL Premium White will be October 25th. You really got to go in and get your name on these and make your down payment now. There is a 22 Tucson Red available today. There's a 22 Santa Fe Calligraphy Black available today. There's a Kona SEL Silver today. 14 more coming in between now and kind of the middle of October. The Elantra, the North American Car of the Year. There's a blue one in. There is a silver one that just came in this week. And there's another SEL Convenience Blue that came in this week. Otherwise... About five more in production. The 22 Sonatas, which I'm driving right now, is an incredible sedan, are coming later this month. So there's one that was in stock just sold yesterday was the one I was driving. So there's not, you know, like this is, that's what's on stock right now. Stop by. There is, uh, Jason emailed me, by the way. There are two other uh, Palisades, which are just amazing. There's a white SEL Premium 8-seater. What an incredible winter car. And a blue SEL Premium 7-seater. Those are both available coming in uh, in October. So stop by Murdoch or email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. If you need me to tell you which one of those cars you're, you were thinking about, feel free. And I'll email it over to Jason. Uh, if you're heading to the Murray store, I'll set you up with Josh. If you're heading down to the Linden store or if you're up in Logan, let me know as well. Today's show is also brought to you by Indeed. If you're in the market looking to do hiring, it takes so much time, but when hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple, just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can get all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. We're hiring at such a rate right now at Locked On, and we use Indeed all the time. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed's Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are in Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help you make sure you find the right applicant. And according to Talent Nest, you are four times more hires than any other job site type place on Indeed. Right now, with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posted at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer is valid. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. We're here for you every day and Locked on fantasy basketball. Absolutely fabulous stuff by Josh Lloyd available to get you ready for the season for your second listen. All right. Um, 
let's let's see what we got. Uh, Justin Bateman in the chat room says League Pass allows you to buy one team game, but Jazz are blacked out anywhere in Utah. Right. I mean, there's a whole modern geo-targeting game. I wish the league would just, you know, what's interesting is I don't know what I think on this. If the league suddenly unleashed this and so there was no geo-targeting, and so national broadcasts were blacked out, so TNT and ESPN still had their rights, and then every team ran their own thing. Like, I wonder how we would do. I think we have more of a national audience than we think, but then there's someone like the Lakers with LeBron who just would blow everyone out of the water at such an outrageous rate that I wonder, like, whether it would just cause imbalance or if it gets all back into the revenue sharing. So there's a lot of um, a lot of that that is uh, complicated. All right, here's – so every year I look at teams – and if you look at the average NBA team, they take about, I think it's 85 shots a game. Um, if you go to NBA.com slash stats, you can just look at it. Like what's every, what's every team's, you know, sortable team stats. And you just go look at it and say, okay, well, the average field goal attempts for the 15th team in the league is 88 shots in the league now, 88.5 shots. And so, you know what? I actually always kind of think to myself is like, well, if you, by the time injuries are done and everything else, you're going to average about a hundred. If you take your top 10 players, you average about a hundred shots. So if you take last year's Jazz team, which had limited injuries until the end, they averaged 95 shots a game, right? So that's right. Like Conley sits out. If you guys get extra shots, it comes together. Um, and frankly, I'm not including Trent Forrest or Mia Oni in this. So it's probably 98. Okay, so the Jazz were right there. You get to about 100 shots. The minute you surpass 100 shots, the Boston team a few years ago did this. And like you knew it was going to be a problem before the year started. You get You get a little tight. And now guys have to sacrifice. And last year, guys sacrificed. Boyan was the one who sacrificed last year. He ended up going from 15 shots a game to 13 because Jordan Clarkson went to 16 shots a game. And Mike Conley went from kind of 15 in Memphis to 13. And Gobert's at eight, and Ingles is at eight, and Yang was at six, and O'Neal's at six, and Favors was at four. So we've made some changes. Donovan was at 21. I think we all think Donovan's going to probably take one or two more shots. Okay? So, well, now all of a sudden we're at 100. We're like at our peak. And Clarkson took 16. And Boyan took 13 last year, but when he was great, took 18 when everybody was hurt. And so where does he fit in and how do we get the best out of Boyan, who's also out with a shoulder injury right now, at 13? And Conley's at 13. And Gobert's at 8. And Ingles is at 8. Now, here's where things get interesting. George Niang was at 6 shots a game last year. Rudy Gay was at 10. If you look at it per 36 minutes, Rudy Gay's been anywhere between 15 and 18 shots per 36 minutes. This is a guy who used to drop 20. He's still a scorer. George Niang was at 11 for 36 minutes. So Rudy Gay's used to taking, you know, per 36 minutes, somewhere between four and seven more shots than George Niang does. And this is just over the last four years. This is post-Achilles Rudy Gay. I'm not talking about pre-Achilles Rudy Gay. So that's, That's an extra four shots that Rudy Gay is used to getting that have to come from somewhere if he's out there for his same amount of time. Royce O'Neal's at six. I'm certain he would like to take a few more. And then there's Derek Favors, who last year took four shots a game. And you look at Hassan Whiteside, and certainly Hassan Whiteside's not playing the 30 minutes that he played in Portland when he took 11 shots, or the 24 minutes when he took nine shots, or the 25 minutes when he took 11 shots in the in Miami, but you know, he's taking 14 shots per 36 minutes and Derek favors is taking eight. So what we've added two guys to our roster who are suddenly 
used to taking far more shots. Now, Hassan Whiteside is probably going to go down from 30 minutes in Portland or 24 in Miami down to 14 in Utah, maybe 16. It'd be great if he could, if he's playing well and he could play 18 and we could keep Rudy at, you know, 30, 32 and still be winning games would be outstanding um, just for Rudy's wear and tear. But Rudy's so incredible. He has not had a lot of wear and tear problems in his career, but this like, you suddenly, so if we take, you know, we were at 98 when we added Mia Oni, which is kind of how you have to do it and add that 10th guy. And you suddenly add, you know, four to Favors and four to Rudy Gay, and now you're at 106. It doesn't, oh, well, it's not that big. You know, folks, hey, except for the fact that like hundred and, and I don't want to like, I'm not calling the alarm here, but we were at eight, you know, we took 89. If everyone got their average of last year, if everyone got their average of last year, we'd be at 110. That's that's 20 extra shots. Now let's bring that back down a little bit and just say, okay, well, there's some injuries and things like that. And you naturally average, you know, more than the 89 shots you get. Last year, we averaged 95. This year, we're about 103, 106. Okay, that's a 10% increase. That means that everyone, to make that work, everyone on the roster has to take a 10% decrease. It's a lot. Right. So for Donovan, that would actually be like a shot two. for Clarkson. That's a shot. Boyan doesn't want to take Boyan's not going any lower than 13. Like that was a problem last year. Mike's at 13. I don't think he wants to go lower than 13. Rudy Gobert wants to go up from eight, not down from eight. Right. Like Rudy Gobert believes that the reason he was great in France was because he got the ball. And a lot of people believe rightfully so that, you know, Rudy Gobert when a, in a problems last year stem from the fact that, you know, in switching defenses, the fact is that the Jazz teams, now Rudy's got to go punish guys down low. Ingles doesn't want to go down from eight. Rudy Gay doesn't want to go much down. Oh, fine, Rudy Gay's going to go from 10 to eight, maybe? Like, that's a, right? So there's this is going to be really interesting to watch. We have a lot of possessions. Uh, see, it's what happens when you have very, very good offensive players. Like, the, the bigger problems in your Oklahoma City and you got 60. Or your Houston and you got 50 right now. And then there are teams that you look at throughout the, over the last few years. I think it was Dallas last year or somebody of that nature, a good team last year, only had about 82 and it became a problem. Like as the year went on, any injury, just a lack of offense. And I think that's part of the reason why Luca ended up with such a massive um, usage rate last year is because they were short on those numbers. So, you know, I think just keep an eye on it. Like there's the breakdown on it. It's just an interesting little thing to keep an eye on. But I think you're going to see guys really ebbing and flowing during the season. And when we start freaking out about like, oh, Mike Conley slumping, Boyan Bogdanovich is slumping, Joe Ingles seems inactive. Like this is the reason because we have so many possessions that need to be used and only so many possessions in the game. And when you get better, you don't actually get to do that um, anymore. Weekend of football is up ahead of us and betonline.ag is the number one spot for all pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON or NFL100. Check out both of those have great values right now. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. The NFL 100 deals got some good stuff for you and locked on. Get you a 50% welcome bonus. I think if you're betting NFL and you use NFL 100, you get 100% um, welcome bonus. So make sure you check that out um, and uh, and look at that. 
and uh, see the latest deals available for you. I don't want you to miss out on anything, um, but the uh, Locked On will re- you receive a 50% welcome bonus with Locked On, and NFL 100's got another bonus, so check them both out uh, for you and see what's available right now. NFL 100 might have expired. Um, the um, So you might want to use Locked On for your 50%. I just want to make sure you have the best offers out there. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. Boy, they have amazing products right now. The Cherry Lime was available for you for a little while. The pretzel sold out in a fa- and amazingly fast. The cherry lime is still available. Mint marshmallow puffs, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar, and all the regular great flavors at Built Bar. Buy the mix box or build your own box at Built Bar. 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, 4 net carbs, 4 sugars, and 17 grams of protein. All at BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15 gets you 15% off. That's 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right. The other one I wanted to just jump on um, in this conversation is I am hearing so much conversation about, and obviously Rudy's hurt and Pascal's going to get the time, about our defensive versatility and this and that. And I love it and I get it. And it's a big talking point for everyone. And it's in every article you ever read. And it's on every radio interview I hear. And it's in every podcast I hear about the Utah Jazz. And I get it. Because what we didn't have last year was a way to answer the L.A. Clippers and what they did to us and all that. It's just not that important. What? So it's nice to have. But there's zero scenario where we're closing a playoff game without Rudy Gobert on the floor. Zero. Zero. The, The issue needs to be whether we can be bigger, longer, more athletic defensively, play better on-ball defense, and do those kind of things. Because there is a 0% chance, in my opinion, that we're going in the fourth quarter with six minutes left in a major playoff game and not having Rudy Gobert on the floor. We're paying him $40 million. So for all this, oh, Rudy Gay small, okay, maybe for like four to eight minutes a night against like some second-team units? To me, it's it's just not like it's important in the sense that, yes, it gives us another thing in our playbook. And maybe in a fourth quarter of a game, we stretch it for an extra minute or two. Like I'm trying to like the maximum scenario where I think this is impactful on us is like we're in a playoff game. And from the eight minute mark to the six minute mark of the fourth quarter, we leave it out there for an extra two minutes. But when we have the six minute mark, I just don't think we're closing playoff games without Rudy Gobert. If we are closing a playoff game without Rudy Gobert, we have a much more significant problem than whether we win that game or not. Because then we have a $40 million player who can't close games. So I just got to tell you, I've heard all of it. I might be wrong. I'm going to do Nate Duncan's podcast next this weekend, and he's going to talk about it the whole time. And I'm going to say, I don't see it. And The answer is we have to find out how to play defense when someone spreads the floor and makes Rudy Gobert stretch out to 20 feet and move him away from the rim as a rim defender. The other four guys have to figure out how to play defense. Because the fact of the matter is if you go watch the Clipper game and pretend that Rudy Gay is in the game instead of Rudy Gobert, go back and watch the second half of that game and put Rudy Gay instead of Rudy Gobert or Eric Pascal instead of Rudy Gobert. And now we have defensive versatility. Nothing changes. In fact, the only thing that changes is that they're laying it up at the rim instead of kicking to Terrence Mann for a corner three. But if we can't guard the ball, 
and guys can just drive downhill on us the whole time, none of this matters. Follow me? Second part of it is Rudy Gobert is going to be on the floor with five minutes left in the game. He's our best player. So what we have to figure out is how are we defending when teams decide to spread the floor and drive downhill on our guys with Rudy Gobert on the floor? And what we have to figure out is offensively, when teams switch one through five, how do we still execute with our ball movement and our player movement in a manner that's effective with Rudy Gobert still on the floor? That's the answer. That is Locked on Jazz today. Thanks very much for making it the first listen. Locked on Fantasy Basketball is here for you for your second listen today. Thanks very much. Have a wonderful day. This is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And thank you for helping us set an all-time record in September for listens and views.